Today, I want to talk about right view of a fold path. As you know, the right view is a critical because it shapes our life and the way we live. Eightfold path is a Buddha's medicine to cure suffering of ourselves and suffering of the world. Right thought, right view is a path for the wisdom and the right speech, right action and right livelihood are the path for the using your Buddha nature. We call it uh, ethical conduct. And the last uh, three set, uh, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration are the path for the mental discipline to nourish, to nurture our Buddha nature. We like beautiful views. We gathered together somewhere, beautiful place to see the gorgeous view. When you have a vacation, many people go to the distant place to see beautiful view. Two days ago, in Kennedy Space Center in Florida, one million gathered to see good view of Atlantis for its final space journey. We pay a lot of money to have a water view or mountain view from your house. So how much do you invest, how much do you pay to have a right view? Do you take time to go somewhere? Or do you buy tickets to get a right view and buying traveling somewhere? So how much we spend our real time to study the truth, Buddhist truth? is important as a Buddhist. Because having right view as a Buddhist is critical since your perspective, your view shapes your life and shapes how you live each day. So if we want to reduce and eliminate suffering and dissatisfaction in our lives, we must cultivate right view. We experience daily unpleasant things, meeting difficult people, suffering, dissatisfaction, stress, tension, and dysfunctions. Most of this suffering comes from wrong view of who we are. Our worldviews also forms our thoughts and our actions and our attitudes. Worldview is critically important collectively because how we see the world shaping how our relate life around us. In our Western worldview of dualism, tend to think always us and them. So division between us and them can create consistent conflict and wars because our way is the right way and your way is the wrong way. So we must convince you to come to our way. 
What is the right view in Buddhism then? First, the right view means to see and understand things as they are, as described in the Four Noble Truths. Right view is also called right understanding, right perspective, and right vision. Right view means total comprehension of Four Noble Truths. It means that to understand the dukkha, suffering or dissatisfaction or dysfunction, or cause of dukkha, and how to stop it, and how to engage in a lifestyle that will liberate us from dukkha. So the goal to have a right view is to live well, without causing harm to ourselves nor others. The goal of a right view is to experience things as they are, without adding your bias, your discrimination, your precondition or preoccupation or distortion. If you pay attention to how your mind functions, you can see this. The goal is living here and now in the moment is the right view of Buddhism. Because we can find natural happiness available to us all the time, just like the sun in the sky there all the time, but sometimes the clouds cover it. This analogy is talking about our Buddha nature, seeing our Buddha nature by recovering and restoring this uh, inborn wisdom within all of us. So living in the moment or being here and now in the moment is practicing right view. <coughs> right view is ability to experience things beyond conditioned experience. It removes filters of our past experience, allows you to experience reality just as it is. It requires letting go of a negative thought, negative behaviors, preconditions, judgments, and condemning and complaining, all these things we have to let it go because all of this is our habit accumulated throughout the life, maybe more than one lifetime. So right view is, is letting go of our ignorance, our negative feelings, negative thoughts, impulses, and behaviors. In this place, we are replacing with a compassion, compassionate, loving kindness an altruistic attitude toward all beings, including you and me. So right view is to see things clearly as they are in the course of a constant flow of our human existence and human experience. This kind of a thing is aware of a limitation of our human existence without getting into depressing it. It's very important to see things as they are, but not disappointed. This insight shows that preciousness of our life and the pervasiveness of suffering in our world.
in human world. This suffering is not just for me, but for everyone. This leads to a living, compassionate way of living for all beings, because as Diamond Sutra reminds our life here on Earth like a, a drop of dew. Very short. And there is no time to waste it at all. Right view is extremely important because uh, how you look at it is a different way of governing your attitude and your way of being on earth. Have you ever climbed a mountain, a high mountain? When I was a college student, this was my hobby. Whenever I had leisure time, I climbed up the mountain all over in Korea. And that hobby expanding throughout the world. So any big high mountains, wherever I visit, I take time to climb up. So when you climb up the top of the high mountain, you will see at the bottom you can see whole mountain. Or in, in little distance you can see whole mountain. This is the destiny, this is the, my goal to climb up today within a few days. But as you're going up, higher up, you cannot see the mountain at all. You can only see the trees, trails, bushes, sometimes birds around uh, bother you. And you, you can only see the, the immediate environment. And then as you climb up and up again, you begin to see the distant view from the mountain. Not about the mountain, but from the mountain, its surroundings. As you keep climbing up, on the top of the mountain, you will have a beautiful panoramic view and see things as they are. So this is the experience of a right view. Our view is changing according to our level of cultivation and consistent practice. Right view is all about the right perspective on yourself and about the world. We need to see the world and yourself as they are, not the way we want to see them or not what you have been conditioned to see. Thich Nhat Hanh said, quote, our happiness and the happiness of those around us depend on the degree of a right view. Touching reality deeply, knowing what's going on inside and outside ourselves is the way to liberate ourselves from the suffering that is caused by wrong perceptions." So right view occurs when we see things simply as they are. It is opening up and accommodating attitude. Second, right view means to see impermanence and imperfect nature of human beings as well as our world. So we 
understand nothing is permanent and nothing is perfect. So right view means clarity of understanding of impermanent process of life and unsatisfactory condition of this process of impermanence. So if you look at ourselves, how we came here, we came on earth as empty-handed. We are like travelers on earth. After a while, some of us hundred years later, we will go back with the empty-handed. We cannot carry anything. Everything is arising, passing, and ceasing. Condition and course of our life, our mind, our body, also constantly changing. See ourselves not as object, but as activity. That is the right view of Buddhism. Our body, our feeling, our perception, our impulses, and our consciousness also are constantly changing, are very complex. When you have a good day, nothing seems bothering. But when you have a bad day, everything is bothering. Everything we see daily in our world, in ourselves, can be our teacher who can help us to see this impermanence and imperfection of life. If I go out here in the street of New York City, I see children, babies, adults, and elders. I see me in all of them. When I see babies, I see me in the babies. I was like her when I was young. In children's, you see passing by you, oh, you can identify, oh, I can see me in that child. Because when I was growing up, I was like her. When I see elderly people, very, very, very old people, sometimes willing by somebody else or working with the crackers and sometimes crippled by just the walking is difficult. I see me in that person too. One day I will become like him or like her. In my experience, the most inspiring time and moment was spending time with a dying person. This spring, I spent some time with my father. He's very old. He's in the, the process of dying. Sometimes he could not recognize me. I couldn't do anything with him. I knew it might, might be the last time I'm spending I'm with him. Normally we were talking about the chanting book, we talk about Dharma, we chant together and, and read scripture together, but nothing is possible to do that anymore. And the condition will not get better at all. 
So I have to give up everything on him. But silently, I prayed for him. I forgave him everything, the, especially pain he caused me while I was growing up. And I gave my love and prayer. At the same time, in silently, because I, he, he doesn't understand me, and we couldn't engage any kind of conversation. So I asked him, forgive me if I caused any pain on him. So this is something that sh shockingly reminding me again, or shocking recognition of the process of human beings will go on toward the final days and final times. So what is the point to be angry about? Be upset. There is no time to waste even with this kind of emotional things if we understand impermanence of our human life. So everything and everybody dies. This is the one thing all human beings have in common. It is the one crucial fact of life. But death is so amazing things. We cannot really believe it. We cannot really take in the fact of death, my own death, or death of our members, death of our good friends, or death of our children. It is too enormous to comprehend. But it is a fact. So nobody can avoid aging and death. But look at our culture, our society, the anti-aging products and advertisement are so enormous. Looking young is something everybody thriving. But we cannot have that. Why not just to simply accept the wrinkles and the beauty of my, my aging process? There are such, a, I think, billions and billions of uh, industry of anti-aging skincare, anti-aging pills, anti-aging food, anti-aging supplement, anti-aging games, anti-aging systems. So look at it. Whenever I see this kind of stuff, I remind myself again and again that accept things as it is. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. Just accept things as it is. And prepare for my final moment that I make sure I have a habit to meditate, to chant, to pray during the, my final moment. Third, right view means to understand the law of karma and the karmic conditions. So karma means actions and reactions. We all have our own karma. The law of karma means your action has its consequences. If you have skillful actions, you will have a compassionate and loving consequence. But if you have unskillful actions, they will have a terrible consequence. You can suffer a lot. Simply put it, this law of karma and karmic condition is that we reap what we sow. 
You cannot reap if you don't sow. It is like putting a glass, if you put the yellow glass on your eyes, you will see the whole world is yellow. Right? From your tainted karmic energy, put that color to see the world. When you put red glasses, you will see the whole world as red. red. So the color you choose is your karma, your karmic energy. Skillful action comes from right view, and unskillful action comes from wrong view or not right view. What is skillful actions? Skillful actions are deeds or thoughts or speeches based on the mental state of a loving kindness, generosity, and spiritual wisdom. Unskillful actions comes from your mental state of a wrong view or ill will, greed, or spiritual ignorance which create deed, speech, action from this uh, negative way. So when you think about it, everything has a consequence. Your speech, your thought, and your action brings consequence. So what goes around comes around. Then we can be very mindful of this right view to practice in our daily life. Buddha expressed his experience of enlightenment in terms of a law of karma or law of causality or law of conditionality. From the rising of this, that arises. From seizing of this, that ceases. Just two simple sentences encompass all important teachings of Buddhism. And this is the expression of right view. Everything are conditioned by previous action, thought, or speech. So everything that happens, everything that exists, arises in the condition upon the past deed, thought, and actions. When condition no longer there, the beings will not be there either. So look at your emotions. Any emotions, it must have a condition to, make, to have the, the angry emotion. Then if the cause of the anger is seized and your anger disappears. Wrong view arises out of an unskillful mental state. So your thought, your mental state is critically important here. It is therefore very important to transform unskillful mental state into skillful mental state. Right view is attained 
some of us were born with this right view, but most of us, uh, right view is attained and sustained and enhanced by study of a life and universal principles. So Tessan said, I quote, if we leave ignorance of universal principles, we will not understand the causes of the suffering and happiness. The suffering and the happiness that we create for ourselves are the consequence of our own making through how we use our minds and bodies. If we act whenever we please and stop whenever we feel like, the activity of our six senses organs at every moment will turn into misconduct and suffering so that your future will become suffering and the court. So we, we chant a vow to the truth of Sang every day. We make a vow to gain wisdom through study of life and universal principles. So if you made a vow, if you practice it, you have this right view now. So if we study human affairs, our life and life around us and the, every humans, possibly when you watch TV or news, study human affairs and not life and universal principle, it is a good way to attain right view. Finally, right view is to see possibility for us to be enlightened. Any human beings have a capacity to transform, to become enlightened one. So see this possibility of human beings to become a Buddha, to become enlightened ones, or awake, is right view in Buddhism. We can change, we can evolve, we can grow, we can develop spirituality. It's all possible because we all have a Buddha nature within all of us. It's a matter of time to cultivate it. It is possible for any human beings to attain higher states of consciousness and get enlightened. As a concrete example of a Buddha, Siddhartha Gautama, who was born as a, as a prince in India, through the lengthy, consistent practice, he became enlightened, he became a Buddha. Another concrete example is Sotesan, who was born as a, a son of a farm village, very poor part of Korea at that time, and consistent practice and samadhi concentration helps him to be enlightened and become a new Buddha. So it is possible for all of us to be enlightened and to become a Buddha through practicing right view because a right view can shape and change our life the way we live. So in conclusion, right view begins with the intuitive insight 
that all beings are subject to suffering. So when you have a pain, suffering, dissatisfaction, don't complain, it's universal. Everyone, everyone else goes through that process too. And right view ends with a complete understanding of the true nature of all things. So right view enables to understand our starting point where we are now. And we have a vision today, we have a right view, right vision, right understanding to set our destination, our destiny or our, our goal where we want to be. Because you yourself can become the person who you want to be. This right view governs our attitude, our actions, our directions, our way of dealing with the life around us. So let us attain an enhanced right view through study of life and universal principles daily. <laughs>